Hi, I'm Kathleen Estes. And I'm Rob Ellis. And this is Your 15. Today we're going to be talking about corporate worship. Now, this is the third in the series of episodes on worship that we've done. Mm -hmm. Corporate worship, what that means for us to come together corporately. The first one we did was on the history of worship, the theology of worship, looking at what worship looked like in the Bible, in the Old Testament. I'm understanding that there was a series of offerings and mm -hmm. sacrifices that the tribe of Israel had to undergo to try to connect with God. Just understand that worship is us trying to connect with God and then God decides that, that there's a better way to worship. Mm -hmm. And in the, and then the New Testament, we have Christ coming and being the ultimate sacrifice and really through His work on the cross, we have a direct connection to God and can worship Him really relationally. Right, which led well into the series I did called Lifestyle of worship. And we talked a little bit about about how worship is more than just music. Worship really encompasses everything that we do as a follower of Christ. We do it as unto the Lord. Exactly. Although music is an important part of how we express our love for Him. And it's very important in our everyday lives to try and, and carve out some moments where we truly just take some time and worship our King, tell Him how much we love Him, adore Him. Um, it's, it's important for us to just sing new songs unto the Lord, to, to maybe find some great um, music that we can play in our car, just different yeah. ways to, to incorporate into our everyday life and not let it just be those moments on Sunday. But today we're going to be talking about those special moments where we get together yeah. as the body of Christ in a corporate setting and we worship Him. Now we do want to go back to our favorite definition of worship mm -hmm. and kind of that thing I did when I said worship is not. Right. Worship is not, again, it's not just the song service, but in in this, the confines of this episode when we're talking about a corporate song service, a corporate song moment, we're going to use the word worship just to kind of talk about that. But it really falls on the, under the, uh, the umbrella and the understanding mm -hmm. that, you know, this is just an expression of worship in corporate singing. So some key scriptures in the Bible dealing with corporate worship. In Colossians 3:16 and 17 it says this, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing each other one another mm -hmm. in psalms, hymns and spiritual songs. Now I love this because it doesn't talk about singing well to each other right. with psalms, hymns and spiritual songs. It just says that worship can be how we communicate. Exactly. I, one of my favorite times in the week is when we're able to come together and in unity through music worship God. Um, I, I love that the, the concept of corporate worship means it's not just a vertical uh, yeah. relationship of us worshiping God and, and who He is, but it's also got a horizontal aspect to Great. it where we're encouraging one another to worship Him. I love the song um, that's been out for a few years now, How Great Is Our God. And in the verses of this song, it talks about, you know, the Godhead three in one. It talks about who God is. Exactly. But then in the chorus, it says, How great is our God. Sing with me. How great yeah. is our God. So there's this horizontal exchange of, Come on, come with me, let's worship. Exactly. And then even with that horizontal, there's an implied corporate worship in that because it says, How great is our God, all right. of us together collectively taking a moment to recognize how great God is. I love it. There's the corporate automatic unity kind of a call within that song. So back to the Bible. 
-hmm. some terms um, that you might hear when it comes to worshiping corporately. Now you'll hear these terms and you may not know that this is what it meant and that's okay, but they're gonna be things that you probably already are doing when you just are expressive to God in your worship. Sometimes there might be a song that just makes you wanna to drop to your knees and just mm -hmm. stop everything and just bow down and reverence God. That's Barack. You didn't know it, but that's what you've been doing. You've been barocking. Great. If I can kind of put that ing on the end of there. That's what that is. Just simply to kneel, to bow before God, to worship Him, to bless God, giving reverence to Him. Next is then, you know, maybe you're at a sporting event, mm -hmm. you know. Um, I know for me in America, National Football League, I'm a huge football fan. I've got to shout out my team, the Washington Redskins. Trust me, when they score, <laughs> I'm doing a whole lot of this, and that is halal. Okay. That means I just get really boastful, mm -hmm. really excited. Now, Kathleen doesn't do that when the Washington Redskins score because that's not her team. Mm -mm. <laughs> but that's okay. Whether it's, you know, you're in Brazil and it's a soccer team. Right. Just that natural excitement, that natural, natural boastfulness that you get. You can do that in worship. Halal. Right. And then there's another key term that I really like, and this just this Shabbat. Kind of like halal, when you get boastful, you're going to just begin to shout unto yes. God. The scripture says to shout unto God with the voice of triumph. When you just shout and just declare how great God is, you're shabaking the Lord. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, there's toda, and that just means we have a posture of thanksgiving. Normally, we're right. going to just raise our hands and just in adoration under God, just for His gratefulness, for His greatness, His, His love, His kindness, mm -hmm. just toda, thanksgiving. So those are some key terms that you just might hear maybe your worship leader or your pastor teach on, and now you're going to know, hey, I've already been doing that. I've right. already been lifting my hands. I've already been yelling out. So yeah, you know some Hebrew already. <laughs> That's great. You know, the Bible gives us kind of a model for how worship can look. Now, by no means do we want to put God in a box and say, this is the way corporate worship right. is supposed to be. But I think it's great to get a little insight through the, the tabernacle in the Old Testament. Um, there was an outer court, an inner court, which was the holy place, and then there was the holy of holies. And typically in a worship service, we're going to be taking a journey as if through the tabernacle to get to that holies of holies. And we start at the outer court, which normally in most um, church services, this is a moment where they'll, they'll do one of those up-tempo songs. Um, you know, something like, um, Lord, you are good. And um, it's a moment where we're coming in and we're expressing um, thanks for the deeds, the things that God has right. done. And we're declaring, we typically call this a moment of praise. You might hear it, praise and worship. This would be kind of that praise moment where we're coming together and we're declaring the things that God has done. Um, after this phase, the next phase would be the inner courts um, or the holy place. And in this phase, this is typically where we're kind of preparing ourselves for another level of, of worshiping God, where we begin to declare who God is. Right, right. Worshiping not just what he's done, but now just him, who he is, his sovereignty. Yes, we're worshiping um, directly to God, de declaring um his majesty, his beauty, his, his reverence. And this really, I feel like this is such a key moment in worship because most of us, we come in to a church service with baggage. Mm -hmm. You know, there's just, there's circumstances in our lives. We yeah. know life isn't perfect and there's things that we're dealing with. And this is really a great moment to really get our focus 
um, back to where it needs to be of putting our focus on God, um, recognizing His majesty and getting our eyes off of our circumstances and not just looking for Him to be that faithful God that's going to take care of it all, but really worshiping Him for His beauty, who He is, that's not just right. for what He does. And then ultimately, we're, we're getting to that place of the holies of holies, which is where we're in this tangible uh, presence of God. And it's sometimes we get to this place where we can't even find words mm. to really express um, what we want to express when we feel that presence of God. In, in this moment, sometimes a prophetic song or a new song will come forth. You know, your worship leader right. may begin to just sing a song that's not a, a song that's been written yet and just begin to declare over the congregation something that the Lord may be wanting to communicate back to his people. Um, a song that, you know, I, I think of as an example in this moment could be a song like Breathe. Mm -hmm. you, you know, you are the air I breathe and I'm desperate for you. And yes. it can lead to these moments where we may just bow down in his presence and there may just be um, some time of silence even when we get to these holies of holies. But I think it's really important um, that we, we take this journey yeah. to really get um, into the presence of the Lord corporately. And that really goes back to the vertical and the horizontal that we opened up with, mm -hmm. in that we start with the horizontal. How great is our God? Lord, you are good. Mm -hmm. You know, you may come into a, a corporate moment and you might need help kind of taking your mind off of the reality of your situation right. or what happened at work on Tuesday or Wednesday or maybe a business deal didn't go through and you really thought God was going to show up and it was going to work out and so you've come and you've got questions and concerns and so hearing the worship team lift up that God is yet still good yes. really helps you in that moment focus on His goodness, not just in the situational regard of that, that business deal or that meeting or your family situation. So corporate worship in that moment really is this journey mm -hmm. from being the horizontal into the vertical, from the outer into the inner, to the, just that moment of intimacy with God. It's really great, Kathleen. It is great. So we want to talk a little bit about what worship accomplishes. Right. What is, what is the point of all of this? Mm -hmm. um, not just we enjoy singing together, but there really right. is something happening, kind of in the, the supernatural, if you will. Yeah. Um, I'm reminded of the story in Second Chronicles 21 where King Jehoshaphat was faced mm -hmm. with a war situation. Right. Now, he did something that most war buffs would tell you is just ludicrous. He sends out the flute players instead of the Green Beret. <laughs> right. <laughs> he literally puts the band first. Listen, I was a band, band geek, band jock, if you will. I, I've heard all the jokes, you know, about it. We thought we were tough. I carried the bass drum, so I felt like I was just as good as the mm -hmm. linebackers on my high school football team. We won't go there. So uh, putting the band out normally is not what you want to do when you right. want to fight a war. But in this instance, Jehoshaphat was led to do so because he understood that in that corporate moment of right. singing and giving praise to God, that just created this this formidable uh, uh, unit, mm -hmm. this corporate entity that was just so powerful that it actually won them the war. Yes. By the time they got down to where the enemy was, the enemy had destroyed themselves. They were so confounded. How do you sing in a time of war? What are you doing? This is not how you fight. They were so confused. And I'm translating really loosely here. The Lord sent an ambushment, just a confusion, and they fought themselves. So by the time Jehoshaphat and his people got there, they just started singing more. 
Give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. Yes. And they were able to see that his love endured forever. And they just were focusing on worshiping God and in his goodness. So there's power yes. in praise. There is power in praise. You know, one of the other things um, the Bible refers to through corporate worship is that he inhabits our praises. He comes and he dwells in the midst of yes. his people. And, um, you know, I, I find this interesting because I think there's this balance between our awareness of his presence when we're worshiping him, right. we're focusing on him. But I also do believe that corporately as we worship, as we come together in faith and, and expectation that he's going to show up, often the glory of the Lord, a manifest presence of God will come and fill the room where we literally are in yes. the presence of God. And we said that earlier, he dwells in the midst of the praises of his people. You'll hear the reference made that he inhabits mm -hmm. the praises of his people. And so we are made more, more aware, but his presence is increased in that moment. Again, that's corporate worship. I can sense God in a more real way if I come to a church service. I'm not just in my car worshiping or at home right. in my living room, but I'm with 20, 30, 40, 50 other people. Mm -hmm. Wow, I can really express myself and I can really experience God in a way that maybe I can't at home. So it's sure. good for me not to forsake the assembling of the saints, as the scripture says. Right. So then he inhabits our praises. We are transformed transformed. We are mm -hmm. changed yes. in that moment. Let's talk about that. What happens in that corporate moment? Um, I've heard it says that whatever you give attention to, you give power to, and then you become like. Right. So in that corporate moment, if we are focused on God, we're becoming more like him as a people, as a congregation. That's, again, another expression of the power of praise. Absolutely. So how do we prepare for corporate worship. Okay. I think, um, you know, our experience, both Rob and I have probably been leading worship for about 20 years or so. And mm -hmm. the one thing I would say is most key in preparing yourself for worship is be on time. <laughs> it doesn't matter what church I've been in. There always seems to be this small group of people that come on time. Typically yeah. visitors are mixed in with that group. Um, but it's like, it's not until the third song that the church really fills up. And I think, you know, what, when we talked about the journey of worship, when you come in late, you're missing part of that yeah. journey and you're really robbing yourself from getting that full experience that can be had in corporate worship. That's great. So another thing to do then, you know, if you're late, you're probably going to have to interrupt someone and say, excuse me, excuse me, right. excuse me, oh, to get to yes. your seat or to mm -hmm. your pew or wherever, wherever you want to sit. So being on time really is just a consideration and just being respectful to right. the others. Just really, you know, basic civil manners kinds of things, you know, it's not really deep. It's just saying, I want to be in place. I don't want to be a distraction to the song leader or to the person next to me. And then after being on time, I'm there, I'm settled. I want to make an effort to engage, right. to be a part of what's happening. I may not know the song. I might not even like the song. True. But again, we already said that the worship is not about the song. It's not about the singing. It's just an opportunity for me to connect with God. So I'm making an effort to engage. And we understand that when I'm listening, uh, you talked about those CDs that you're listening mm -hmm. to in your car. That's one type of worship, you know, an artist type of worship where I'm right. just listening to what they're doing. But when I come into church, it's it's a different posture. Absolutely. And I think, you know, in worship music kind of, um, or actually in Christian music, worship has become kind of another category of music. And, right. and we're able to buy these, these recordings of some great artists that are performing worship songs. 
songs, and that has had somewhat of a, of a negative effect sometimes in the corporate worship setting because we come expecting to watch right. um, a professional maybe uh, deliver a song to us as opposed to really coming to engage ourselves and be a part of that yeah. corporate worship and song. You know, and it doesn't matter um, your gift ability. The Bible says to make a joyful noise. So I for that. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so I think it's really important. God wants to hear you worship and express your love and your passion for Him. Exactly. So beyond the words, beyond the lyrics, beyond the style, the genre, mm-hmm. you know, in our church, we've got keyboards and drums and guitars. In your right. church, it might be a pipe organ. doesn't matter what instrumentation, what the level of the singing is, the quality is. Find something in that song. Find something in that mm-hmm. moment that's just going to allow you to connect with God. Because then, again, that's the whole purpose of corporate worship. It's just another vehicle, another opportunity for us to connect with our God, to take our eyes off of our present situation and just to worship Him. And that is your 15.